Welcome to Team Futurism. Today, I'm joined by Devin Carson, and we are going to be talking about Davos, of all things. So last week on Twitter, there was this tweet that went out of like a four minute video or something from Davos. And it was this clip of, uh, first it showed a video, then it showed this, this woman giving a talk about the video. And it was about how in the future, or even like now, there's this technology to wear little earbuds when you're at work and it will monitor your brain waves. And so then your boss can like, keep an eye on your brainwaves throughout the day and to make sure you're not flirting with coworkers, to make sure you're focused on tasks, you're, you're, you're not doing like social media and you're not dozing, you're not falling asleep. And also if there's like embezzlement happening, they'll be able to catch who in the office had the same brainwaves as this, as this person embezzling shit. And then so that they'll be able to like, oh, you know, these people were involved too. So it can like fight crime. Anyway, it was this kind of like scary video and this lady comes on stage and she's like, isn't this amazing? This is like the future of humanity. This is going to be so great. We're going to be able to monitor employees. Okay. And it was very, you know, terrifying. I'll, I'll just say. I ended up watching the 30-minute full video from Davos that shows the full talk. I'm not sure if you had a chance to do this, but quite a different picture shows up. Yeah, let up. me guess. Let me guess, the five-minute clip that ended up on YouTube was mm, out of context? It was It was quite out of context. No, <laughs> it really was. It was the it clip was that was circulating that. and that I tweeted about it even, you know, it uh, it was it made it seem like this lady was like psychotically in love with this technology to monitor workers and to make sure that we can always monitor brain the brains of our employees in the future. <clears throat> Meanwhile, if you watch the full thing, she comes up on stage and she's like, whoa, well, that's a lot, right? Like, this is kind of scary. One thing we definitely don't want is that as our future. <clears throat> like, she's, she's, <laughs> she literally said that. Says was that was, like, not in the fucking five-minute Here, Here is how she, uh, here's how she, she wraps up. Um, I do want to, I want to get, like, your thoughts on the, the whole thing, like, this technology, because it is real, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts on this technology, but, like, some actual quotes from her is that the path forward with brain monitoring technology is putting it in the hands of employees, enabling them to be able to use it to monitor themselves as a choice whether or not they want to focus or improve performance, but not using it in a way as to measure performance brain metrics, not for bosses to use, use it in that way. And she also says we need to start by recognizing a right to cognitive liberty this is a right to self-determination over our brains and mental experiences. So she's kind of like broadly for this technology, but not at all in the way where bosses get to use it. There's this term that she threw out that I thought was really interesting, uh, bossware. The, the boss idea is wear. people refer to this as, as bossware. And a couple more notes here is that apparently some companies like Amazon, that sort of thing, have already rolled this out to some degree. And workers all hate it. Productivity tanks. There's like unionization efforts around it. And people just rebel. Mm -hmm. Like no one wants mm -hmm. this. The, the, there are a couple of edge cases where it does make sense and it is being implemented. And this is for like mm -hmm. truckers going long distance across country. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if they're starting to fall asleep, mm -hmm. like, you know, there have been epic, horrible crashes because truckers sometimes will go 20 miles on a stretch 
when they're only supposed to do like 12 hours at a stretch or whatever. So there is like some brain monitoring happening there that will make it so that like people don't fucking die, which is like a good mm-hmm. use of this, right? Okay, so let me pass it over to you. What are your thoughts about this whole situation? I had an I had an immediate first thought, which is funny because we've talked on on the pod before about my uh li- like a uh, lifestyle where I go to Montana every year and how much it kind of changes my perspective on what people just just people in general like what they will do what they won't do you know shit like that and i feel my first instinct when i saw it because the video was out of context and it was making it sound like she was like yeah this is pretty dope right you know and i'm thinking like you know who would never fucking stand for this shit republicans bro republicans are so just seeing them like react to like the vaccine you know what i mean where they were like nah fuck no you know if there's some shit that would like save their life you know potentially i mean it, you know new, we don't know what the fuck is going on with that shit anymore right but they were like nah fuck that even back when it seemed like if you didn't get vaccinated you're gonna fucking die and i feel like with brainwave controlling technology i feel like republicans would be like the first ones to be like get fucked dude you know but then like the human spirit in general, I feel like kind of has like a get fucked attitude towards towards that that level of control. She was like, oh, well, this isn't going to be like an implantable device. It's going to be a wearable, which is already starting the the kind of cognitive distancing that is that humans right now at least require from technology in that way where she's like, we're not going to be it's not like an implant or anything like that, because we talked about that over the last 10 or 15 years and people are like, absolutely not. And so the conversation moves towards things that are external to the body. And I think it's because we just at the moment have this pushback against things that are too invasive. And then my secondary note on that is that we also have all just had this collective experience of kind of fucking seeing through the veil of capitalism. You see people like, it's such a, a conversation where people are, oh, the great resignation, and so many people are quitting jobs or looking for jobs that are more fulfilling and shit like that. And it's like, yeah, dude, like uh, the idea of productivity as a worker in like a 50s or a boomer mentality where they're like, well, this person's paying me a fair wage and I'm going to work as hard as I can for them. Because, yeah, you're getting paid an actual fair ish wage you know like as a forklift driver you could fucking have a home and a family and your wife didn't really have to work you could have a couple kids and a retirement and now you're like do you know how much money you'd have to fucking pay me to be a fair wage now like a hundred dollars an hour you know to actually have the opportunity to have all of those things that were kind of promised to me so anyways to wrap that thought up the idea of productivity enhancing software and shit, I think most people who work for most companies are kind of like seeing through the exploitation and being like, nah, dude, you're exploiting me for my labor. And it's just enough to make me not want to trade my labor to somebody else for a shitty amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's, most people are working almost at the absolute bare minimum of of cash flow that they could possibly have. Right. So it's like that's why obviously Amazon's having a fucking hard time holding on to people and not having people unionize because it's like fifteen dollars an hour, that's not a lot of money anymore. You no. know, and yeah. nobody's gonna be like uh, pissing in a bottle in trucks. You know what I mean? Or like all the crazy shit that Amazon wants to make people do. It's like 
there that's not gonna fucking that's not gonna fly forever dude people are people are yeah not gonna deal with that so it was that's that it was, it was said in this Davos talk that uh, 80% of companies already have some sort of monitoring that they do in their employees in terms of sure. like how many emails are sent during the day or, you know, are you clicking on things or whatever? Sure, uh, sure. I do think that there's completely a limit to it. Like you said, I don't even know, like Republicans for sure, but like even probably most people, like you said, just aren't going to tolerate this at some certain okay. level. Um, I'm And because of that, I'm almost not that interested in this topic in terms of employment, but I am interested in, in neurofeedback and biofeedback, just in terms of like the, maybe the benefits that we could have personally for them, uh, like meditation yeah. benefits. Or yeah. just, I mean, you, you yeah. had the, uh, the the wolf thing for biofeedback, right? That you wore on a wrist for about a year. And you yeah. always said that it was the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Any kind of biofeedback, like that's something that has kind of blown my mind for more than a decade is like, you know, biofeedback is used in research situations for certain specific, you know, cognitive stuff or behavioral stuff, but it's still pretty expensive. Like yeah. the idea of getting hooked up to machines and like stimulating certain parts of your physiology or your thought pattern and stuff like that. I mean, that's still a pretty expensive procedure, but now with like the whoop strap, with the Apple watch, monitoring your sleep, monitoring different things, like that is, dude, that's gotta be the future of health. I mean, I can't, I can't wait until there's a serum blood monitor, like, yeah. like a, like just something simple, man, a patch like they have for diabetics that measures blood sugar, but it measures everything, you know, iron lipids, you know, uh, the, the overall composition of your blood health throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a month. And then you pair that with, uh, with your sleep patterns and with your, your brainwave functions. I mean, the ability that you would have to change the suit, you know, the meat suit to, to be able to rearrange it to your liking without drugs, without like interventions would be enormous. You have way more expanded access to just modifying your experience of being stuck in the meat suit, you know? Yeah, it is interesting. I, I'm kind of like paying attention to some of the products out there for kind of like 150 bucks. You can get one of these little things you wear around your head that does some neurofeedback for you for mm. meditation purposes or whatever. You have to pay mm. sometimes like a 10 bucks a month to get the data. Sure. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the whoop yeah. strap thing was, was pretty similar to that, too. Anyway, yeah, it is a fascinating topic. I think that there are going to be some cool products that come out of this for sure. Let me make one final uh, one final thing about that whole situation that with the whoop strap. I think I, it was either the whoop strap or the Apple Watch. Um, a friend of mine is really high up in a company that does like focus group consumer analytics stuff, and she was like, "Anything that you wear is just is literally the the only reason it's cheap enough for you to buy it is because you're the product." Right. And like that is something that we really got to watch out for because all these biofeedback things, everything that is positive for our mental or physical health, like we have to like, you know, we should do a podcast on data sovereignty and like yeah. data autonomy at some point, because that is a conversation that needs to be happening every day in our culture where it's like, you know, whether it's the cookies that are tracking you or whether or not your Apple watch is sending all of your consumer data or, you know, any, anytime you enter or exit a store, it's tracking you, you know, shit like that needs to stop because in order for us to, to gain all of these benefits from having these devices like we need to have we 
we need to be the ones that are able to say, I do or don't want my emotions, my thoughts, my speech tracked by this device or this application. Yeah, we need to be the ones in control of that. Yeah, That's if, the dark end. If you think about it like this, I mean, like your DNA, if you have something special in your DNA, it could be worth billions of dollars because it could be leveraged to solve True. some horrible disease out there, True. which is why a company wants to own that before you are aware that it's worth something. Correct. So this is why you can get like your full genome for basically nothing because there might be something in there that's gonna solve cancer or whatever. Uh, we all or have crime. some weird little gold mine. Or, <laughs> we all have some gold mine inside of ourselves, which is like this code of life that might have some special thing in there, you know? There's a rabbit hole there. But um, yeah, we, I think that's a good place for a little shorty. Maybe we do an expanded episode on this later about, tech, you know, internal, external, wearable technologies that track your the, the movements of the meat. That sounds great.